Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hello, Brittany Bodie. How are you? I am good. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm just kind of excited because all of our clients for both of us showed up today. Tis the season to have no shows. Fa la 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 la. So <laughs> I'm very excited when everybody shows up and makes their appointments. I know. I, I find myself doing lots of personal appointments this time of year because we get so many no-shows and cancellations. But today's been great. Everybody's shown up and I've had really great calls. I totally agree. And it is the season for personal appointments, getting things done, got to get everything in under the wire with insurance, doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, all of the above. And then you can't forget, you know, as ladies who don't lunch but are a little bit vapid, we do have those holiday maintenance appointments. So you have to get the hair, the nails, the et cetera taken care of as well Yes, before the holidays. (laughs) Yes. I have hair tonight and I have my nail appointment on Sunday. So I am getting ready for having my in-laws here at Christmas because you know that is exactly what my in-laws care about is what does Brittany look like? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to talk about it if you don't look good, girl. <laughs> Somebody will, right? Somebody will. <laughs> yeah. So it's an important part of taking care of yourself, I think, is, is you know, looking good and feeling good. So I completely agree with that. But you know, you and I were talking, both of our hairstylists have kind of gone out on their own, mine more recently than yours. And it's it's interesting the things that we've seen since COVID as people have continued to put that precedence, as you and I did, on being business owners and owning their time and owning the things that they do. And, you know, I, I think it's so interesting that it's industry-wide. It doesn't matter where you are. You want to have some ownership over what you're doing. Yeah, I got to meet your hairstylist when I visited you this summer, and I was just so amazed and impressed with the business that she's built for herself, and she's built it inside of a salon suite. And so I think it's been a really cool opportunity for her to build this business but not have this insane space and overhead while you're trying to grow your clients and your portfolio. And, you know, listen – not everybody wants to manage some massive team. They may just want to be themselves or maybe one other person. And so this model that she's in is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. I think that's the most important thing that I was talking to her about is just it's given her the opportunity to grow something on her own without the stifling overhead that she would have of a build out and doing all of those different things. And the interesting thing is, Inside of this salon suites model, she's now able to move into a six chair where she will be able to grow and do different things. So it continues to support her vision. And that's a perfect introduction to our guests on today's podcast. We have Jason Olson, the CEO and founder of Image Studios, and John North, the director of franchise development, both with us on the podcast. Welcome, you guys. Yeah, great to have us. Brittany, Samantha, thanks for uh, taking some time to chat with us today. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, we are thrilled to have you guys here with us today. So thank you so much for making the time. And we love to kick off every episode just with a little get to know you. So John, I'll have you start first. Why don't you walk us through your background and how you got started in franchising? Oh, as in corporate America for many, many years, multi-unit leadership, you know, sales 500 million plus and, uh, yeah, it was a grind and I had my first son and my wife actually came up with the idea of me leaving corporate America right after having a baby uh, and starting businesses for ourselves and really going into business for ourselves. And we started businesses from scratch and ultimately, you know, led to the franchise model. And I really fell in love with it because of the proven business model and support. And then I learned that I could help others get freedom and flexibility, whether it be leave corporate America or just add additional income streams by getting into franchise development. And uh, that's how it all got started. I love that you are kind of uh, walking the walk and talking the talk of leaving that corporate America. And that's so great that your wife was such a support in that. What about you, Jason? Talk about your background, and then I'd love to hear your story of how you founded Image Studios. Image Studios has been the third startup I've founded. My first was in high school that I sold in college and then ended up after that working and starting a car dealership here in Salt Lake City for 18 years, built and uh, scaled this car dealership into the third largest one in Utah. Still is in operation today. My brother's now running that, that company but really have gone from a very different industry, automotive, now into beauty and real estate. Image Studios started in June 1st of 2010 during the recession, the 08, 09, 010 recession uh, that we all went through. It was obviously horrible for car dealers. Everything ground to a halt. And I, I had this reckoning with myself. Is this what I want to be doing the rest of my life? Do I want to be, you know, it's, it's a fun business, but I'll tell you, a, a car dealership is like a lot of businesses and retail, lots of employees, lots of inventory, lots of risk. And also, no matter how good you do, sometimes you're just held hostage by the economy and by what's going on in the news that day. And so really started to think, is there something that would be more resilient, more stable, more recession proof than, than what I was doing because I definitely did not want to relive this again and had a good friend of mine who was a hairstylist similar to the one you were talking about earlier who came in and bought a car one day during the recession and talking to her, she explained how there was really hardly any change in her business and the recession. Yes, it's affecting people, but people were willing to still come and see their hairstylist and in feel and look good. And this was probably the first person I spoke to in the recession that wasn't in dire straits. And I just thought this the beauty industry has got something going. I want to look more into it. Ended up doing a lot of research and stumbled upon this new concept at the time of Salon Suites, which are, it's like WeWork or Regis or Office Evolution. So they're like executive office suites. But instead of an office suite for someone working at a desk, it's an office suite built for a one-person hair salon or nail salon or esthetician room. So we build large space and then we lease it back to beauty professionals who are all wanting to become entrepreneurs and start their own business. So we become a landlord of beauty in a sense, and we also help mentor and coach these uh, startup entrepreneurs in the beauty profession 
who for the most part have never opened up a business before. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, Image has taken off since the first location in 2010 to where we're at today. We've got um, over 200 locations under development in 17 states. We currently have 37 that are open and we'll open another 30 in the next 12 months. So we're 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 in very busy growth mode right now. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for that explanation because I do think while those of us in the franchise industry are familiar with salon suites concepts and we understand them, sometimes there are some things inherently. I love that you said a landlord of beauty. I was like, now that, that I like because it is the real estate aspect that is so appealing to so many of our clients. So can you dig into the model just a little bit more, your differentiators, what you do? What is Image Studios, Jason? Yes. Yeah, so so kind of the high level, it's we take large retail space. So we either lease or purchase real estate. That's either standalone buildings like an, like an old bank, or we take a, an inline center or space in a shopping center, may have been an old furniture store or, uh, you know, back of the day, a blockbuster. These are all around five, six, seven thousand square feet. We then build out these individual studios that range from 100 square feet to 200 square feet. Um, so you walk in one of our spaces and it's like a mini mall of, of hair salons and beauty parlors all under one roof. So it's a lot of fun for clients because a client can come in and get their hair done. They can then find out who's doing Botox. They can get their nails done. They can get a wax. Pretty much anything beauty related is all under our roof at every location. Um, but but at the core of our business, we are uh, a landlord. The business is a real estate play. So it's been really fun, too, because there's some benefits to real estate that everyone loves, all investors love. And I think that the primary you know, draw to real estate is is rental income, this reoccurring revenue. Right. So this is a business where all the revenue is devised from contracts, lease agreements. And so you have very predictable revenue streams that come from renting space. Image Studios differentiates itself by building these really gorgeous, really beautiful spaces that attract the top talent in beauty. Um, you know, the beauty industry is a, obviously a creative industry. It's, it's a visual industry. It's a social industry. Uh, but these, I've always believed spaces should reflect what goes on within them. Spaces should inspire people that work within them. So we really put a lot of emphasis on design and beautiful spaces um, that, that attracts, you know, again, the top talent in the industry, which is again, where we have, we're able to command the highest price points for rent. And then also with all the things and support and tools we provide through our smartphone app and through our business coaching program, um, we help them thrive in business as an entrepreneur. And so it's it's really fun because it's a it's a real estate play, but it's also a beauty play, right? So you get the benefits of beauty, which is this strong, resilient industry that no matter what, depression, recession, great economy, its spending is so consistent. There's not many industries out there that have that kind of stability when you look at revenues, regardless of what's going on in the world. And when people can't go on a new vacation or remodel the kitchen or put a pool in the backyard or get that new car. Um, because things are tight, because we're in a recession or they're, they're, whatever's going on in the economy, uh, they can still spend a little bit of money, though, and feel good about themselves. And so when you have this, um, this, this financial restriction in place when you've not been used to it, consumers tend to spend a little bit more on the things that they can afford. And beauty happens to be one of those top things. So that's where I looked at my problem I was trying to solve. I say every entrepreneur scratches an itch, scratches an itch. And that's where 
they are successful is they're solving a problem for themselves first, and then they create a business that solves it for others as well. And that itch for me was stability, scalability, uh, you know, semi-absentee. I wanted a lifestyle business that didn't I didn't, I didn't want a business that dictated my lifestyle. I wanted to have a lifestyle outside of the business. And I never had that in my previous career in the company I started in the, in the automotive world. But that's not just automotive. A lot of industries, a lot of companies, a lot of franchises are, it's a 40 plus hour work week. And it, it only gets more intense as the business grows, which is fine for people looking for that kind of situation. But what we love is this this ability for you know our core values are creativity, freedom, and success. Freedom being the big dominant one. Our model brought me freedom. It brought our franchisees freedom. It brings our beauty professionals freedom because now they own their own company, they own their own salon. So it's just it's a fun business where you're working with entrepreneurs at every level. Every every one of your customers is an entrepreneur, and I'm biased, but I love entrepreneurs because. We take risks. We're we're a little crazy, and we we never say no. We keep pushing no matter what happens. So it's a it's a fun environment to be in. Yeah, I mean nothing better than working with entrepreneurs, in my opinion, too. And you know, I'm smiling as you're telling the story about what inspired you to get into this business. If you listen to any podcast of Sam and I previously, we say countless times about things that we wouldn't give up. And we always name two things. I'm not going to give up my house cleaner and I am not going to give up any of my beauty professionals. I will do whatever it takes. I will eat ramen before I give up my Botox and my nails and my hair. And some people probably listen to that and think I'm ridiculous, but that's who I am. Um, so I'm glad I'm not alone on that. So tell me, where did the franchising piece come into play? Like, what was the pivotal point for you that said, I've got this great business model and I'm going to franchise it? Was it from the beginning? Tell us that story. Why franchising? Yes. Yeah, so great, great question. So uh, June, June of 2010 was when the first location opened here in Salt Lake. Um, I ended up building five locations over the next five years, all pretty much 12 months apart. So it was one after another for five years. Um, while I was building the third location, I was... Uh, I heard about Goldman Sachs had a program called the 10,000 Small Business Program, and you could apply. And if you got accepted, it was five months with a Goldman Sachs advisor in a, in a local cohort. You met twice a week and you worked on a five-year growth plan for your business. And your business had to be a certain size with a certain growth trajectory. So I ended up getting accepted into the first cohort in Salt Lake City that Goldman Sachs did. And they drilled into my head, are you thinking big enough? to a group of entrepreneurs that all had successful companies, but they, you know, the whole purpose was what's five years from now look like, and let's build a strategic growth plan. So we all start building growth plans, right? But we're all thinking sort of big within our safe little boxes. And then you have people at Goldman who are saying, I don't think you're thinking big enough. You're thinking local. What about regional? What about national? What about worldwide? Is there, is there application for your business in those categories? And obviously, I saw there was clearly an opportunity nationwide to do this, but it, it, the, the, the original plan was to just keep growing, get bank financing and build one store after another. But it's a very slow growth, growth process. They recommended, they said, you really should look at franchising. And I said, I'd never thought franchising was something that was other than fast food. Uh, 
you know, I just, I didn't know anything about it. And so they put me in touch with a franchisor of actually a fast casual concept, uh, but got to talk to this franchisor, the founder. And it was after that, that two hour call I had with him just realized this is, if we want to grow the image brand and grow it into a national brand and get it in every major market and, and really get that market share and that, that brand dominance, we need to franchise because franchising really is a great way to scale a brand. And it's, it's as a brand grows, the brand value, the brand equity also increases on everyone's balance sheet who's a franchisee, who's an entrepreneur, who's an owner of that brand, right? So that it just has this accelerating effect that brands just in and of themselves become more valuable the bigger they get. And so when you can have or be part of a large brand, you get to you know take advantage of those economies of scale and those uh, benefits of recognition and, and all that other stuff. But so from there on ended up um, franchising at the end of 2016. Uh, we took a couple of years to get anything going. As everyone knows who's in franchising, it's a long runway for launch. Um, it was it, it tested everything I had to make sure that we could get through this. We you know put our heads down, built our systems, built our manuals, built our training programs, hired a team. Um, you know, got everything together and really, you know, I wanted to launch this the right way. I did not want to launch and just build the plane as you're flying. I think that works in some cases for startups, but in this case, you, you're selling a process and a system. So the system is the most valuable thing that we're selling that's part of the brand. And so we put a lot of effort into that and um, around 2018, really started to get traction. Really, we opened up several stores across the country in that year. And then from then on, just started to really grow and accelerate. <clears throat> and even post-COVID has been one of the biggest booms for our business because COVID just ended up driving more people away from salons and everyone going, I want more control over my space. I want more freedom. And a lot of people had a lot of time to think during COVID, as I'm sure all your listeners did. And everyone started thinking, what am I going to do? Like, is this where I want to be my whole life? Or do I need to start thinking serious about what that next step looks like? And so that's where we saw an enormous amount of, you know, people moving over into suites. We also saw a lot of growth on the franchisee side. We had franchisees from all, all walks of life join. It's just been an incredible opportunity. And uh, the industry is just so robust and strong and, and continually grows at such a great pace. So we're really, really excited for where we're at, but also where where we're headed to as we continue to grow across this country. You really did it the right way. And I think a lot of brands want to just put their foot on the gas pedal and never let up until they crash or run out of gas. And that's very, very tempting to do that as a franchisor. So I really commend you for seeking freedom, first of all, for yourself, but then for the thousands of entrepreneurs that are getting an opportunity inside of your studios and by owning your studios as franchisees, but also for really making sure that they would be supported, that they had the correct support so that they could be more successful themselves. So I'm going to go ahead and turn this back to John. The thing that we hear all the time, every time I'm on the phone, employees are a headache. I don't know if I can handle having employees. I don't love to lead people. I might be good at it. Now, and it's really hard to find great employees. 
This model has a very low employee count. Can you dive into that just a little bit and then highlight any attributes that franchisees are also loving about the Image Studios model? Well, employees are always challenging, especially during these days. I mean, at all levels, it's hard to find good people. It's hard to retain uh, good people. And that is one thing that I really love about Image Studios. Many of our owners, most of our owners have no employees at all. So that's really exciting. You don't have to rely on other people. There usually would be a relationship with like a maintenance professional or two, unless they happen to be really handy. But, you know, you could have no employees uh, at all, which is, you know, very attractive. You know, they love the semi-absentee capability. You know, it's one of those things. It's a great business for people that aren't looking to buy themselves a full-time job. You know, the heavy lifting would be getting it open and filled. And then it's really about maintaining relationships. And that's one thing that gets a lot of the owners really excited is, They have relationships with their tenants, which we call our image pros. You know, they have a vested interest in their success. So not only are they in a business where they're in it to make money, they're also helping other entrepreneurs. So it's very personally fulfilling for them as well. I think that's really interesting that they don't even need any employees. So I I have to ask, I don't think I've asked this before, but like who greets them when they walk in the door, a customer? Um, How does that work? Is there somebody at the front or... Um, does a customer just know where to find their salon professional? Well, it is communicated up front. So we have no entryway front greet or anything like that. So you, our, our our end clients or end users aren't coming in and standing at the you know host or hostess stand waiting for someone to come and greet them and no one comes. So usually the professional will let them know, you know, where they're at inside the location. There's a salon directory in front of all image studios. They'll come in, they'll be welcomed by a beautiful waiting room, and then they will go directly to their provider's suite. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, the space is beautiful. You look at photos of it and it's definitely a really elevated space. So I see why you can attract top talent. And so Jason, I want to talk about the real estate component a little bit because you asked us at the top of the podcast before we hit record, who's going to hear this? And it's our clients or potential clients. And most of our clients look at franchising from a financial standpoint to diversify their portfolio outside of what they're doing existingly, um, investing in the market and real estate. And so this has a real estate component, which can kind of marry two great things, being an entrepreneur and a franchisee, helping other entrepreneurs, and then also real estate. So tell us a little bit more about the real estate component. Yeah. um, And and again, the, you know, again, the it's like it's like real estate on steroids in a sense because real estate is so appealing because it it has that consistency and cash flows. Um, but then when you're when you're tenant of the real estate concept or the real estate play um, is a restaurant or a tech company or whatever it is, and say you have an office park or a strip mall, you've got lots of different tenants. But the the thing with real estate, you still have risk in the the turnover and the chop of your tenant profile, like which industries are these tenants and which ones are susceptible to closures during recessions or COVID and all this other stuff, which, you know, it's tough and there's no business without any risk. Um, But again, what drove me to this was I was, I was trying to solve one of many problems that existed in my head 
and in my life. But the, the other problem, other than this time constraint and this lack of freedom I had in my last company was also consistency and predictability. Um, you know, every, every day in a, in a retail business is a new day and you only are good as your last day. And, you know, I think this is where the big appeal is, you know, the real estate cash flows, the consistency, everyone's on a one or two year lease agreement. Um, our average tenants stay on site for three and a half to four years. Um, and so this business is one that also tends to get better with age. Most retail businesses in, in any industry and, and, and a lot of businesses will face, uh, you know, the first couple of years of them being open is where there's novelty and it's, you know, an or a new orange theory comes to town and it's a wait list for miles to get in, right? Six years later, there's, there's not a wait list at the orange theory, right? There's a wait list at the new, you know, bar studio or whatever, whatever's the new shiny thing at the time. Um, and so most businesses face over long-term duration, margin compression and profit erosion revenue depletion, which is just a sign of, of increased competition. And again, the, the when novelty and the shine wears off, whereas in our business, it's kind of the inverse. The first two years, you have a little more turnover as people that move in realize it might not be for them. They might not be ready. But then as people set, stabilize, they grow roots and stay for many, many years. Our first location that's now almost 13 years old, when I walk through that today, uh, do a site visit. There's 32 studios there. About 18 of the people that are there were there the day I opened that store. That's almost 13 years ago. And so what happens is, again, you can imagine, you know, about almost half of your space is long-term loyal tenants. And the other half aren't just brand new people either. They've been there for years too. But there's just this, this strong stability, this people grow roots. No one likes to move their business. It's tough. You have to tell all your clients. Your clients may not like where you go next. It might be too far from where they live in this beauty industry game, right? That people are in. So this is where, with our concept, you know, there's it's it's a way to look at. I think every investor's question is, where do I get the most for my money? Am I, you know, how do I get the highest return on invested capital, and how do I do it with the lowest amount of risk profile? Right. In a, a perfect world, we all want a uh, you know, 100 percent return on invested capital with zero percent risk doesn't exist. But how do you marry those two and try and find something that gives you the most of one and the least of the other? I think we do pretty good on, on finding a, on, on a, you know, a way that that really works well in this industry. That's, again, why I as soon as this you know, I built the first one, I, I know I remember the day of the grand opening and we opened up, you know, almost at 100 percent occupancy. I just thought this is definitely what I'm doing. Like this is, I'm in love with this. I love the people I work with. I love working with entrepreneurs, but I also love having the predictability of what I'm going to make next month without having to really like roll the dice and, you know, work 60 hours a week to make that happen. Um, and then, so what does that do? That gives you more time for either scaling the business, building more locations, taking more time for family or more time for other ventures or investments or maintaining a job you have, um, whatever that is, that formula is individual, but the components of the formula of entrepreneurship are always the same, you know, highest return and lowest risk, um, which again, how do you, how do you find the best of both worlds? And I think 
that's where where we've seen a lot of opportunity and growth is just it's it's there's not no risk in this but it's a definitely it's you know having your tenants a part of an industry that also is such a strong and resilient industry adds another layer of predictability to your revenue when you're in the real estate business of you're in the business of charging rent and collecting rent maintaining space and providing support it's amazing how your statements will tie back into other questions because you said time. It gives you time back. And I think we were talking earlier about freedom. And I think almost all of the people that we talk to, time and freedom are the two things that it really comes down to. I want the freedom to choose what I'm going to do with my time. And so many of our clients echo that. Maybe not those exact words, but time and freedom are two words that I would say come up. And money, honey, because money is how you get both of those things, more time and more freedom. So John, when our clients are looking for more time, more freedom and more money, we want to know what are you looking for in the franchisees of Image Studios? What kind of a person is the right candidate for this business? And then what does a day in the life of a franchisee really look like? I think the most important would be being able to build and maintain relationships with others. You know, whether it be, you know, the pros inside their locations or, you know, other professionals that they're working with. Relationships is really important because even if a pro is ultra successful, if they don't feel like they're cared about or, you know, issues aren't being resolved, then you know, then they may look for shiny new objects. So the ability to build and maintain relationships is going to be by far the most important thing. And then I think also it's really nice to have some sort of business acumen, some sort of business experience. One thing that Image Studios does really well is they help people that might not have it. So they have, you know, performance calls and pro forma reviews and, you know, training calls and how to recruit and all these different things. So there's really a lot of help with it. But having that business acumen, having some sort of leader ex leadership experience is really helpful. But ultimately, this is a relationship business. So someone who's able to build and maintain relationships are, you know, those people tend to be very successful at Image Studios. I think that's a huge part of, of being a business owner. You're going to have some type of relationship with your clients, with your vendors, with your potential customers. So relationship building, I think, is, is a critical component. We always ask for best advice. We love to hear good advice and share great advice. So, Jason, I'll start with you. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? You know, I, I, I thought about that. The, I think the one that stands out the most is uh, all returns in life, whether health, wealth, relationships or knowledge come from compound interest. And, you know, you think about that compound interest is is a discipline and a commitment to long term results. You know, all compounds and in investing don't happen the first two years, but they really start to pay off at years 10 and 15 and 20. So you, you play long-term games, you win long-term prizes is something I've always said. This is a, you know, any business is a long-term play, but so is your health. So is your relationships, right? What do you, you know, how do we invest in all of these things? Because there's nothing in those areas that matter that you get immediate payoff. You have to, put in the time to make everything work. But you do that and you really benefit from some significant accelerated returns in all those areas of life. 
and and for all of us, especially on the money side, when you're using compound interest to your benefit, but it does apply beyond money because it it's it's a thing that I've always just always lived by and tried to live by in every way I can because it's everything's a long term play because that's how you get those those long term benefits. That's great advice. What about you, John? Uh, coming from a business where all I did was work and grind, and when I was young, I thought that's what you did and. That's what successful people do. They work, work, work. And what someone told me one day that time was my most valuable asset. Once I really understood that, really understood the value of time and having children and having a family really made me understand that. But time is my most valuable asset. And I will always, I always live by that. And that's one reason why I like helping people, you know, get the most out of their time as well. I hope you have time for one more question, you guys, because the way we always end this podcast is by asking you, what is your personal compelling reason for being in the franchise business? And John, I'll let you start this time. I think it's really just to help others. You know, so many people that I work with in corporate America are, you know, they're they're stuck. They they can't go anywhere. They're afraid they can't go anywhere. They're tremendously successful. They're you know, they're great at what they do, but they feel like they're stuck at a corporate America and they don't feel like they can do anything else but continue to do what they're doing already. And I know firsthand that life exists after corporate America. Life gets way better after you leave corporate America. And in franchising, I can help so many people each and every day get that freedom and flexibility and show them they can do whatever they want. Preach. All right, <laughs> Jason, I'll go ahead and turn it to you. What is your personal compelling reason for being involved in the franchise industry? Um, it's I, it's the uh, this network effect, this you know working with other entrepreneurs, knowing that we're all working towards the same goals. Now the goals are all different, but we're all we all have goals, right? And I think that's something people um, more people should be thinking about. Is a lot of people don't set goals. Um, and, and whatever the goal is, is their business, right? But entrepreneurs and everyone in franchising who's, who's you know, adopted the, the life of an entrepreneur and became, become one, we're all working towards some goal of some kind. We're all trying to do better. Um, it's inspiring to be around people who want to get better because it makes me want to do better. And it's hard to get that inspiration when I'm not around those people. So franchising brings like-minded people together to to focus on what they're doing to improve their life, their family's life, and the life of the people they work with. So it's uh, it's just it's I love this industry. It's just it's such a great industry that's so it's like a big family, and it just everyone's used to working together and helping each other, which I think is awesome. That is a great way to end this as one big family. So thank you guys so much for joining us today and really educating us. I took a lot out of this one and your passion is palpable. So thank you both so much for being on our podcast. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Samantha. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting 
or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com to take your free business assessment. Mm-hmm.